0: welcome to the granary church podcast we're happy you could join us for more information on the granary church head to granary.org.au or follow our socials at the granary church so next week everything goes back to normal as far as normal in the world goes um, a reasonable normal Um, as far as children's ministry goes and um, our regular services and tonight we're just trying to give everyone a little break. Well, not you guys. The people who generally run out the back all the time, still some people have done that. A few um, years ago, quite a few years ago actually, we took our kids away for several months and um, we arrived in France with a lot of bags and we'd hired a car. And so we went to get our hire car and we had a massive problem We actually could not fit in. We'd packed too much. We had everything you could possibly imagine to survive for the three months that we were away. And uh, we were the first, virtually the very first thing we were doing was visiting a friend of mine in France. And so we stacked everyone in. Graeme could see, that was about it. And uh, we had to tie the boot down and we got to my friend's house and we had to unload all our baggage. And we left it there for the entire trip And then we flew out from near her place and we got all our baggage and we took it all back home again and we unpacked it and most of it we never touched. And we are staying in youth hostels and we realised we could actually get by with two sets of clothes and if you just wash them. And one pair of shoes actually and a couple of pairs of socks and we survived incredibly well and uh, we washed them. And we, we all survived. I think one of the boys might have needed three T-shirts just to get through because every day we required more than one. But um, we did it. And we realised we take too much baggage. Does anyone ever take too much baggage when you go on a trip? You know, you get there and you think, why on earth did I pack all that stuff? Firstly, I start off by thinking, what do I actually want? What, the, what is the weather going to be like? What if it drops a few? Or what if it gets higher? Or what if I'm walking? What if I'm not walking? What if I'm doing this and this? Yes. Oh, what if we go swimming? Or oh, what if we don't go swimming? So, oh, then I'll need a towel as well. So, you know, you keep adding and then you go and you wear two sets of clothes and you come home. And it didn't even matter how good you look because you didn't know anyone there anyway, so it made no difference. There's this problem we have with taking too much. Well, as you come into the new year, what I want to talk about tonight is do you have baggage from last year or the year before that you could leave at home, get rid of as you move into the new year? Because often as we come into the new year, we think of what we're going to do. But the problem is we, we plan what we're going to do, but we can't actually do it because we've just got too much baggage that we need to get rid of from the past. And uh, and I really believe the Holy Spirit wants to speak to you tonight about what some of that baggage might be. For each one of you, it's going to be something totally different. And some of you might be here tonight and you don't even realise you've got it. You know, when you've carried something around for too long. Um, have you ever gone, if you wear glasses, have you ever gone looking for your glasses or your sunglasses and realised they're on your head? Because they've been on there so long, you got used to the feeling of it. And some of you and me have been carrying baggage around for so long that you are just used to it. And you don't realize that if you could put it down, you might feel a whole lot better in life and you might be able to run a whole lot faster. So it depends on this, to get rid of this baggage, um, it depends on what world you're living in. Now, you know how you can come to this country and you can operate by different laws and you don't, you, you can make a mistake because you didn't realize. Um, Paul's experienced this a lot with working with different um, people who've come from Africa who've wanted to run their life by one law. For instance, being used to people driving without licences and just thinking that's what you do. And then you come here and you find out that's not what you do and you get into trouble when you do that. And so um, laws is, is, an interesting, is an interesting thing. It's interesting that on our... Um, was it our Advent Sunday, and I joined the journey dinner when Stu was doing an icebreaker. He asked everyone to stand up who'd never had a speeding fine. And there was this really lovely group of people who stood up who'd never had a speeding fine. Uh, The funny thing is those of us, I'll say us, who were sitting down, didn't even hide our heads in shame. So anyway, but I was just wondering, those of you who stood up who didn't have a speeding fine, have you ever broken the speed limit? I'd be interested to know if you've never sped or if you've just never been caught. Hmm, That's right. Is there anyone here who can stand up and say, I can honestly say, and you've got a driver's license, you have to have a driver's license as well. I can honestly say I've never once gone over the speed limit. There is. There is one person out of all of us. And she got a license yesterday. (laughs) No, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. So we're used to this sort of law. So I want to read this passage to you from Romans, and it says this, Therefore there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, because through Christ Jesus the law of the Spirit who gives life has set you free from the law of sin and death. Now when you read that, um, you think, and the word law comes up, so I just want to look at this word law. You often think of these laws like um, the driving laws, and we know them, and we know if we don't follow them, we and we get caught. We pay a penalty, and generally, when we get caught, we have a reason why we um, why we did it. So these are the laws that we're used to, and often when we translate, there's two worlds represented here. When we translate the laws of this world into the law into the world of Christ, we un- we misunderstand what this word law means. We think it's like the rules that our governments impose to keep the country going well, and they can they can vary from country to country. So we have taxation laws, and um, but they will vary from country to country, and sometimes from state to state. And we have um, driving laws, and they will vary from country to country and we have all different sorts of laws that we follow and they're kind of imposed by people to keep our society functioning well and, uh, and if you break them there is a penalty. But the law that this is talking about is a slightly different law and it is a law like um, as we have in the law of, um, of gravity, we have these physical laws in the world. So the law of gravity says that you and you've worked this out. You've worked out and you watch your children. So if there's a little child who comes up here, we can all work out just by looking at them if they're big enough to jump. And there's some who aren't quite big enough to jump because we understand how strong they are or if they're there. And um, if you go up on the roof, we know that none of us are big enough to jump because we know that there's going to be repercussions it's the same with um, you understand the law of heat that um and that if you put your hand in the fire it will be burnt and sometimes we 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 misunderstand what jesus is doing is by bringing into this this whole new world that he's taking us into from the law of sin and death to the law of the spirit of life it is talking about principles that that make people thrive, spiritual principles, if you like, that always work. So just as in this world you know that there's certain things, like if I say to you, don't put your hand in the fire, you'll burn, and you put your hand in the fire and it burns, you don't say, she's punishing me for putting my hand in the fire. See how the law works differently? It's a principle. It's not that I said, because you put your hand in the fire, I'm going to make sure it burns. I'm saying, hey, this fire will burn your hand and so we raise our children and we teach each other to work with these natural laws that are in the world to enable us to flourish in life. And there's a many of them. We work out what we should eat and what we should know. We know that we should be well hydrated, that it's a, it's a physical law to make our bodies flourish. We know that we should be eating certain foods to be fit and healthy. We know that we need certain amount of exercise that if you just sit down every day, even your muscles will start to perish after time. So there's all these things, and they're not the repercussions of them are not punishments as such in that someone imposed them upon you. It's just that in this world you learn to live in these laws. And then as life goes on, you learn to harness them. So not only did we work out that fire can be really dangerous, we can work out also that fire can do a lot for us, that we need the heat. There's so a lot of good things that are happening. So wind can be very dangerous, but then people worked out that with sails, they could travel around the world if they harness the wind. Or we could have windmills and we could harness the wind in that way. So we've learned actually how to, un- how to harness the physical powers of this world to flourish in life. Now when Jesus came into the world, he was teaching us about a totally different realm, about the spiritual realm. And sometimes we impose upon Jesus the idea that he's just bringing in this law of reward and punishment where he's actually teaching us spiritual laws where things always flourish. And he's inviting us into this new world. So when you're born again, you are being filled with the spirit and it's like going through a portal into a new world. And he teaches you the spiritual laws and you get to follow them. And if you try to bring the baggage from the past into that world, it will keep pulling you back from what Jesus is leading you into. And so the the problem with many of us who are followers of Jesus is we take this idea of just constant reward and punishment into this new spiritual realm. And we think that um, if good things happen, then God's rewarding you. And if bad things happen, then God is punishing you. And the scriptures don't say that. In fact, the scriptures say that God sends the sun and the rain on the good and the evil alike. He loves us all. And all of us will have good times and all of us will have bad times. But all of us can learn to live in the power of the Holy Spirit and harness, if you like, the powers of the spiritual realm which Jesus is speaking to us about. So I used to do um, a lot of sailing. And when I was sailing, when I first started, it was actually quite scary suddenly the wind propelling you along. and uh, But after a time, I would learn to read the wind and the waves and which way they're all coming and how to harness that wind so that you could go fast and what to do when it got too strong or what to do when a storm came. And I couldn't do that when I first started as a child. But as I grew up, I learned what it actually means to work with the wind, to work with the laws of nature. And what God wants you to do is to learn how to work with he, with his Holy Spirit Because there are spiritual laws in this world and Jesus was pointing them to us all the time and we take them as rules rather than if we could see them as this is actually how you operate in life to flourish, it would change your life and you would be willing to get rid of a lot of the baggage. So some of the things that Jesus said to us is don't worry. There's a spiritual principle in this because the opposite is to um, have faith in God, and He brings this principle in all the time. He says, "Rejoice always. Don't be worried about anything." It comes right through the scriptures. Always, always be thankful and always be rejoicing. And if we live in the law, in the world of reward and punishment laws, do you think? Oh, if I don't rejoice and if I worry, God will punish me. But it's not that He's saying if you want to move into this realm of the spirit where you flourish, then Start rejoicing, start praising, and find the antidote to worry, which is fixing your eyes on Jesus. It's a spiritual principle. It's not a rule that if you don't do it, you'll be punished. It's a rule that it's a law that if you don't do it, you won't flourish just like if you put your hand in the fire you'll be burnt but not because god said no i'm going to make you burnt because you put your hand in the fire because that's how heat and fire works and there's something in the spiritual realm which is so powerful that when we put our faith in god things change and jesus spent 3 years on the earth showing people what this really meant that if you if you he keeps saying Faith. When I come back, will I see faith? It says in Hebrews eleven six, it's impossible to please God without faith because if you come to him, you have to believe that he exists and that he, he rewards those who honestly seek him. So there's these spiritual laws that God brings into our lives and we bring in the baggage of the past of the world of condemnation. And everyone is not living in the world of the spirit, is living in the world of condemnation. Now, what does the world of condemnation look like? The world of condemnation is this huge um, reward-punishment world, world where everyone has to fight for their own value, for their own worth, for their own dignity. And when you move into the realm of the spirit, um, you move into this this righteousness that Graham was reading about before. Colossians 1, I think, where it says, and now you stand before him as holy and righteous without a single fault. You move into the world of no condemnation and we find that really hard to believe because we know what we're like on the inside. We know how we've failed, but you can actually move into this world and if you move into this world, this spiritual realm of no condemnation, everything will change. So how do you know if you live in the world of condemnation? You are worried and afraid that things won't work out well for you. Because in your deep in your heart, you think that maybe you're not worthy of it. Therefore, you've got this this condemnation feeling about it. When you live in the world of condemnation, you easily condemn others. So you look at your um, conversations and if you find yourself easily condemning others, you are living in the world of condemnation. You engage in conversations which are condemning of others. You're living in the world of condemnation. If you are feeling um, hopeless about yourself, you're living in the world of condemnation because Jesus has actually set you free. And none of us want to live like that. The problem is we feel that to follow Jesus, often people feel to follow Jesus, i have just got to take these, these laws and work harder and harder and harder. And Jesus sums it all up with this, with the spiritual principles of flourishing in life, is to love the Lord your God with all your heart and soul and mind and strength and to love your neighbour as yourself. And he says everything hangs in this. And yet you can't do this. You can't do this by yourself. And so when you are filled with the Holy Spirit, you actually, it has to, there's a relationship that goes with it because it's not just a set of rules. If it was a set of rules, it would be so impersonal. It's a person who fills you and you listen to them every day and you follow them every day and you learn to read The signs you learn to read the voice to hear the voice of the Spirit to read what God is saying to you in this world, and so when you learn to, as it says in um, one Thessalonians five, rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and everything give thanks. And people think pray without ceasing is an endless list of prayers, but it's that consciousness all the time of how the Holy Spirit is leading you and guiding you. It's like if you're a sailor being always conscious of the wind, you're just watching the wind all the time to know where to go next. And, and it's a po- the, the opposition the, the opposite to this in Romans 8 is, is um, following the flesh. And sometimes we just think of that as being really bad things that people do, and sometimes it can be. But in the end, following the flesh just means doing what you feel is going to work, and following the Spirit is doing what the Spirit is telling you is going to work. And sometimes that is really hard because if, um, if one of the spiritual principles, for instance, of in, the, in Jesus' world is forgiveness. And sometimes you don't want to do it. Another one is to love everyone and sometimes you don't want to do it. Another one is to rejoice always and sometimes you don't want to do it. So following the flesh is not just going off and robbing a bank. Sometimes it's being grumpy. Sometimes it's worrying. Sometimes it's um, saying mean things because basically what you're doing is you're just trying to run life by yourself. And sometimes we make that is following the flesh is for other people. It's actually for, it's us. We all do it all the time. We all do it all the time because we actually want to control our own lives. And Jesus is saying if you can leave that life behind, that condemning life where you're always fighting for yourself, to be glorified. To be a valuable person and move into this realm of the spirit. Go through this portal, if you like, into his world and you're filled with the spirit and you start listening to his spirit every day. He will give you the spiritual principles of life. And no longer do you think, if I worry, God will punish me. If I'm a hope, if I do this, God, no, you'll think, if I rejoice, I'm going to follow the spiritual principle that leads to life. And the Holy Spirit will give me the strength to do it, the ability to do it, the wisdom to know how to do it if I can wait on him. If I can forgive, I will move into this spiritual principle that brings flourishing into life. But the Holy Spirit will give me the grace and the strength to do this, the mercy to do it. It's not easy. And therefore we rely on the Holy Spirit, as it says in the Scriptures. We rely on him to enable us to do it. And sometimes we don't want to, and sometimes it doesn't make sense, and sometimes it seems to go against the grain. But we've discovered that we want to go out of this world of condemnation, which the world currently operates by, and into this realm of the Spirit. And we move into the realm of the Spirit, we learn to flourish. And if we could see living in the realm of the Spirit is as, as wise as growing up and learning how to care for your body, eat the right things, do the right things, be well-educated, use your gifts and talents in the worldly sense. You would translate that into the spiritual realm. But you can't do it without this personal relationship with Jesus. There's a story in the Book of Acts where um, the, some people saw the the followers of Jesus going using this amazing power to heal and to cast out demons, etc., and they came and said, can we buy this from you? And they were rebuked fiercely because it's not a power to be bought. It's a relationship to be growing in, to be had as you listen to the voice of the Spirit every day. Joel Osteen describes this as an example of moving out of the world of condemnation and into the realm of the Spirit. He says, if someone is talking about you, trying to make you look bad, instead of letting God fight the battles, you will let the offence in. So that means you live in the realm of the Spirit, but you've gone back into this world of condemnation because you're receiving the condemnation from someone else. You'll live defensive, trying to prove to them that you're okay, which is wasting valuable time on what doesn't matter. You don't need their approval. God has already approved you. Now keep your walls up. If you don't keep some walls up around your spirit, if you don't rule your atmosphere and put up some boundaries, then everything is going to get in. So you live in this world of no condemnation and every day something will come to try to condemn you. You will condemn yourself, you'll feel condemned by others, you'll be condemning someone else. And God is calling us to rise above it, to get rid of the baggage that we may have had from the past. So for you to live in this realm of the Holy Spirit, What baggage can you leave behind? What baggage can you leave behind and move into this realm of no condemnation where you stand before Jesus as holy and blameless without a single fault, where you learn to listen every day to the voice of his Holy Spirit, that you follow him in obedience not because you're Um, afraid of him, but because you love him and he knows you want to flourish, he he wants you to flourish in life. And what's more, he wants you to bring flourishing in life to everyone else around you. If you operate as a person who, who... lives in the Holy Spirit and you bring grace and mercy wherever you go, if you bring forgiveness and kindness wherever you go, if you bring a non-condemning spirit wherever you go, you will start bringing blessing into the lives of other people. And you may look like you're going against the grain. You may look like a totally different person and people will not be able to cope with it. People want to pull you back into their realm of condemnation. And this is why you need to make sure that you are protected. You, You protect your spirit and you listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit it every day and you'll see yourself flourishing in life. So what baggage might you have today that you can leave behind? There may be hurts. Last year, things may have happened that have hurt you badly. And as you think about them, you don't want to take that baggage into the next year. And yet the hurts are justified and they really hurt. But if you take them into the next year, they will continue to weigh you down And God will deal with them. God is the vindicator. Vindicating means he sets things right. Is there condemnation from others or yourself? Do you hate yourself? Do you condemn yourself? Do you call yourself a failure? Or have others said things to you that condemn you? You don't need to worry about that because you don't live in the world of condemnation. You live in the one who justified you by his death on the cross as you put your faith and trust in him. Is there hopelessness that you need to leave behind? Are there things that happened last year that make you feel like this year it's not going to go well? And God wants to change that around because He is always the God of hope. Is there a self focusedness about you? Self focusedness comes from when you are constantly worrying about yourself, your image, how you're going to survive in life. It can be like a survival thing, but you can trust in the Lord because there is no condemnation. Is there fear and worry in your life that you need to leave behind? You know, problem with us is that you, we think that we can't live for someone else's glory and we're actually called. This is the problem that we have in life. We know we're meant to live for someone's glory and we think it's our own. And so we spend our lives trying to fight for our own glory. Our own glory means that we are valued, that we are noticed, that we are worthy. That, we, And yet we are called to move into this realm of the spirit where we die to ourselves and we live for someone else's glory. I was speaking to a, a guy once on a plane, we started to talk about faith and He said he didn't have any faith at all and um, we talked about what happens when you die and he said, well, I just hope when I die I will have done something meaningful. But it won't be very meaningful to him because he will be dead and he doesn't believe anything happens after you die. And it still sounded hopeless to me and yet because he's living for his own glory that when he dies that he would have done something of glory that people would remember him by. And so you can all try to do that, but in the end people die. And people have died in this world over the centuries and they don't even have gravestones and nobody even knows who they are because you're actually not called to live for your own glory. You're actually designed not to live for yourself. You're designed to live for someone else. And when you you think you're designed to live for your own glory, you constantly pull yourself down in this world of condemnation because you can't make it and neither can anyone else. And so we condemn others and we condemn ourselves. But when you live for the glory of God, everything changes. You will always win. And what's more, when you go to heaven, you'll be living for his glory forever. It will continue to get better and better and better. And so in this life, when you follow the realm of the Spirit, you live for his glory. You're doing it not for your own glory, but for his glory. And what's more, he blesses you as well. So it says in Romans 8, 28, All things work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purposes. And when you follow those purposes that he gives you, you follow this realm of the Spirit and you live for his glory. Everything works together for good for you. Everything. So let's just take a moment and see what baggage we have that we could leave behind. And to do this, to cut off that baggage, you will re- it will require the power of the Holy Spirit to do it. You can't do it with a special mind game. You can't even do it with a decision. The decision to cut that baggage off now and be free right now can only be done by the Spirit. By yourself, it's like saying, I'm going to lose 10 kilos in the next two minutes. It's not going to happen. But by the Holy Spirit, anything can happen. God can change your mind and renew your mind in a second. He can let it all go. So let's take a moment, let's just close our eyes and reflect for a moment. And ask the Holy Spirit to show us what baggage... Do we have that we leave in 2022 and we cut it off? And just take a moment and ask the Holy Spirit, what is it that needs to go from your life that is preventing you from living fully in the realm of the Holy Spirit? Let's all stand as we pray. and picture if you like if you want to you can put your hands out in front of you imagine those bags in your hand whatever they may be if it's forgiveness for someone is there someone and ask the holy spirit to show you is there someone i need to forgive and to say to that person as christ has forgiven me i forgive you and you set them free from owing you anything and ask the holy spirit to give you the strength and the power to forgive them tonight is there a sense of condemnation come upon you by yourself or by someone else or an imagined condemnation from God? Perhaps you have things in your life that are sins that you need to bring to him, bring to him them to him tonight and confess them to him and receive his forgiveness tonight and break the tie of whatever it is that's holding you to condemnation and lo- allow the the victory of Christ on the cross to wipe away all your sin and all your shame and to lift you up and put you on solid ground? Is there fear for the future, worry for the future, hopelessness for the future, despair for the future? Bring it all to the Heavenly Father tonight and let him remind you that as you surrender your life to him, he he enables all things to work together for good. Is there a desire to live for yourself? And ask God tonight to bring to turn your mind around that you would find the freedom of living for him and exploring what happens when you move fully into that realm of his spirit. You listen to his spirit daily. And so we pray, come Holy Spirit, full afresh on each one of us tonight. And I invite you, if you want to be filled afresh with the Holy Spirit, simply ask. Ask in your heart and mind and receive the Holy Spirit Come, Holy Spirit, fill us afresh. We release all the things from the past, and we thank you for the life that comes in you in this world where there is no condemnation. May we step into that world boldly and with great joy. May we learn to listen to your Spirit daily and follow you. May we learn to rejoice and give thanks and to pray without ceasing, as we're in touch with your Spirit every day, as we, as a sailor watches the wind on the waves. May we be aware of your Holy Spirit. And may we be people who bring the spiritual principles, the laws of your kingdom into this world so that through us people would experience your kindness, your goodness, your grace, your mercy, your power and your love. In Jesus' name, amen.